0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 433 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week, starting with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How are you this fine Monday, Richard? I'm doing well, but Seth, it is actually Tuesday midnight
1: for me. (laughs) And no, I'm not on Crim time, I'm still in China. I have a new recording setup since my, uh, my my old laptop uh, incinerated, uh, so I, I may sound and look a little different. Uh, but hopefully, we could we could power
0: through this podcast. I appreciate your dedication, Richard. Uh, recording podcasts at like midnight and 2 a.m., that is that is true dedication to your craft. So I appreciate that. Speaking of it's dedication. It's essentially Krim time. It is. It is <laughs> I appreciate now Richard dedication gets as well. Because Krim sometimes has like two hours of sleep and he gets up and does the podcast. So Krim, how are you this morning? That is exactly what happened today. Uh, <laughs> and I am very much so here. <laughs> well, it's it's good to have both of you here. And we got some fun topics for today. Uh, we're going to be jumping around a little bit Aftermath is out. We want to talk about that and its impact or lack thereof. Some standard changes, a standard ban list philosophy. Some more thoughts on how paper standard could work. There's some stuff I've been thinking about with that. And then answering your fish mail question. So that's the overview for today. Before we jump into it, though, a reminder that today's show is brought to you by Card Conduit. And Card Conduit, they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards. And if you ever get tired of all the hassles that go into buy listing your cards, Card Conduit lets you skip them. You don't got to do all the typing and spend the time and do the work with their curated service. You can send in as many cards as you want with a buy list value of a dollar or more and pay a 5% service fee. And if you want to do a little work on your end, you can use a sorted service where you list and sort your cards in advance and pay just a 2% fee. And no matter what option you choose, you're going to get a detailed report with the results in a fast payment once your order is processed. And right now, you can even get another 10 percent off by heading over to cardconduit.com mtg goldfish card conduit they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards so thanks so much to card conduit for supporting this show and let's talk some magic and let's start with i guess kind of a dual topic here i want to talk a little bit about standard but more specifically aftermath because they're kind of tied together to some extent so aftermath is out we got a uh, 50 new cards a bunch of rares a bunch of mythics What is your all's impression of this set, Ben, now that we've gotten to play with it? Because from the outside, if you just look at prices, responses on social media and Reddit, the set really kind of seems like a flop. Boxes are selling at or below cost now because no one's buying them. The actual value of the cards in the set is really minimal. I guess that's good if you're trying to get the cards, but pretty bad if you're cracking boxes. What do you think about aftermath is aftermath just a flop or is it underrated in some way is it actually gonna make an impact somewhere? I mean having
2: having played with like pretty much now at this point almost all the cards I I think it's a little a little bit of a I, I think it's a terrible product um <laughs> but at the cards in it, the cards in it themselves are actually pretty solid some of them are pretty decent. Uh, Fun to play with, at least. As you probably already know, we have Obnixilus, Captive Kingpin. uh, And that's got an infinite combo with all will be one. But uh, one of the ones that I had the most fun playing with was Rocco Street Chef. Yeah. Rocco Street Chef in Explorer, which is pretty much Pioneer, for those that don't know, but for Arena, right? But I played with Droneth Magistrate, and I essentially built a Hate Bears deck. And it it is sweet it's sweet the video i i even it was so sweet i was like okay hold on we
0: we built it on stream so then i was like okay hold on i i gotta make a video around this this is so good that does sound pretty sweet i've played some some drannith magistrate taxes decks not with Rocco, but in the past in uh, in explorer and that's actually better than uh than you would uh, expect it to be yeah. for sure what do you think richard is this set a flop <laughs>
1: Uh, have you checked the commander tables? Because <laughs> the deck is like ninety percent commander cards, so I I don't know, right? So yeah. it's a standard flop, but haven't haven't all sets been standard flops? Like every set, like maybe one card. Like where's the march of the, the march of the machines metagame? Like that's basically a flop in standard as well, right? So at at following in its footsteps, I guess it's also a flop aftermath, but it's also half the size. So I think it's kind of expected. It's kind of the standard environment we're in and like most of the cards like let's be honest are for commander so are commander players eating it up do they enjoy it i think that's where we need to ask the questions but looking at the prices <laughs> of the cards it seems like no right you don't you, there you don't have any like breakout cards or anything like that um or like like krim alluded to the charging full price for the product uh, is a bit awkward so maybe that is what's causing this but Yeah, it hasn't done much in standard, but like neither has like basically any set for the past couple sets, right? You get one or two playables and then you add it to your mid-range pile and move on, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe it's unfair to expect too much. Like if March of the Machines itself isn't going to shake up standard, then why would this 50 card micro set shake up standard? So I guess that's fair that maybe maybe it's a commander set, although like, I don't know, with the push towards focusing on standard like that's gotta change right like isn't that like like we're going after rotation and all this weird stuff but like isn't the problem that or one of the problems that you're just like making all these commander cards instead of standard cards like how much does that go into this (laughs) wizards is applying the same strategy they're applying to fix
1: organized play which is like talk a lot about it and like do nothing (laughs) (laughs) they've been fixing organized play for a long time they're they're saying they want to fix standard but they got to show us and as long as each standard set is like half commander cards you're not gonna affect the standard metagame right like how like you don't have the cards so i think if they're serious about it we'll see a lot more standard cards and standard sets but I, i just don't see it happening like, do you think they're really going to cut Commander cards out of, out of your premier sets? Uh, yeah. How do you, how do you, how do you
2: a... not make a Commander card, though?
1: Well, I like, mean, like... Commander... Not be legendary. <laughs> <laughs> not be, like, three-color legendary creatures. Like, have normal creatures. Low-cost creatures. We, we have that,
2: though. We have that, though, in the set. Are they good? I don't know about that. But, like, like Jarena, Dauntless General... You know we have we have low cost cards.
0: Even that's a legend though. Like
2: even in I, that yeah, case, I, you
0: still gotta like oh do the commander thing in case someone wants to build their fifth Orzhov humans deck with an underpowered commander. We gotta make it legendary. <laughs> okay, that's true. That's true. Although I think Jarena is good. Jarena is probably one of the one of the better cards from this set for constructed. I I've played a lot of this at so far too. I've been trying to build different decks around them. I will say like. So far, there doesn't seem to be much that actually is as strong as the top of the standard meta. Like, I, I, I'm i not seeing much from the set that's going to, like, dethrone Rakdos or the four color, five color ramp decks. There are some cards I've had fun with, like Kalix. I think, is a fun card. Karn, I think, has actually been in a world where everyone's playing Go for the throw, Artifact creatures are actually, like, kind of sweet. Obnixlis is a cool against the odds card. So there's been things that I've enjoyed playing, but I think overall the, like... This set's just not either designed for or strong enough to actually actually make changes to the standard meta am I missing anything, friend? is there anything Wait. that you think is oh I have a question for you, Seth,
1: yeah, since, since also Krim since you guys are content creators, you just like burn wild cards like no tomorrow, yeah, but if you were just a regular player, would you be crafting a play set of cards? would you be crafting a play set of anything from aftermath like if you're if your resources are limited, are you able to have fun by, you know, crafting suspicious Tier 3 cards and trying to make them work? Or do you need to sit there and craft childrens and fables and, and whatnot? Like, isn't that part of the problem as well?
0: I think it is, I mean, especially on Arena. Uh, go go ahead, Grim. Yeah. No, no. I like, like Seth said, yeah, I think
2: it is as well, right? Like, it is, no matter what you do, it, it essentially all kind of ties back to, like, is this better than Fable? Is this better than Shieldred? Is it better than what Black has to offer, right? Nothing here really, like, boosts the colors outside of Black, right? So, like, <laughs> at the end of the day, you're still just playing Red Black at its base. So, realistically, I don't think I'm crafting any of these uh, for Standard. I don't see a reason to, right? Like, if I weren't a content creator, why why would I craft any of these for Standard?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to look down the list and maybe there's some small exceptions where like uh, like I think the Enchantress deck is actually like has potential to be pretty decent in standard so maybe I'd craft Calyx based on that but in general I don't think I would I would craft any of these cards it's hilarious to me looking at the prices just how much of this is an arena problem though because one of the one of the concerns about these micro sets is it's more cards you gotta buy which keeps the the cost of the format even higher but in paper these cards are re- ridiculously cheap last time i looked there was a single rare that was worth more than like a buck 50. so like the entire set is just bulk rare so in paper the set's not really increasing prices at all maybe because it's so bad maybe because of how it's printed and there's just so much like supply in these mini packs you're getting so many rares and mythics out of them but on arena like it really is a concern a bulk rare is still five bucks or whatever it is so there aren't really any bulk rares so i think that is part of the problem Uh, it would be hard for me to recommend like crafting most of these cards though, which I guess is an issue from wizards perspective, right? Like if uh, I mean, like maybe that just goes back to the commander thing where this set is for people to upgrade one of their commander decks or whatever, rather than people playing standard. But yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to think about this. set as anything but a flop, which really disappoints me. And that's something I want to ask you about this aftermath set. Like, is there a way that they could do this successfully? Because I feel like one of the things I've been thinking about is if we're going to do this, like cards are legal for three years in standard, we're going to need more changes in the format somehow. Like standard gets really stale. Presumably it's going to get more stale with the cards being legal longer. Mini sets or micro sets like this to me seems like they could be a cool way to like shake up the format maybe in between and keep things fresher. But Aftermath is, has just not done that. Like, it's not, it hasn't shaken up the format. It's kind of been really criticized by all, on all fronts, really, the prices, the way it's been distributed. Is there a way to make microsets work? Like, is there a way that they could do this successfully? Is, is the problem it's a microset, or is the problem Aftermath isn't a very good microset?
2: I, I, I think that microsets are really cool, right? Like, this is like a patch note, right? A patch update to what is standard. The idea behind a microset is great. I just think that these cards aren't great, right? Like that. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I don't I don't think any of these cards are great. They're fun. Like I have a great time building around them. But as Richard asked, you know, like as a content creator, probably not. Not like if I weren't a content creator, I probably wouldn't craft any of these. I don't like micro sets in paper. No.
1: So they're basically DLC, but they made it like a year in advance. <laughs> because, you know, it's paper, they, they had to do it beforehand, so it just, it's just like they, they carved out a piece of the finished product and sold it to you as DLC. It's not traditionally a patch note in the sense that, can okay, they look at the standard metagame, like, okay, you know, we need these 20 cards to shake it up, so we'll, we'll release that. That's actually alchemy, right? Like that, mm. That's actually what they do for alchemy, right? But that's not what's happening with these microsets, right? They, they're actually producing them a year in advance. They don't even know what the metagame looks like when they're making these. They're just guessing. So I feel it's more of a cash grab. Like if they really wanted to make a true microsite, it has to be like digital only. They need to look at the metagame and they need to like print cards and, you know, um, in quick response. But like, there's no way they can do it quick enough. Like Snap has this problem where they have a short release cycle. It's a month. And they're like, oh, the metagame looks like this. So we're going to fix these cards by doing this, and by the time the cards released, like, two weeks later, the meta shifted, and then these <laughs> cards are like, irrelevant. And you're like what? like, what happened here, right? So it's, it's kind of hard to chase this around, and with the restriction of printing paper cards, I, I don't think it's possible. Uh, yeah, maybe. Like, how, can, how can you predict the meta, like, a year in advance, and have these cards do anything useful?
2: I, yeah. I think these cards are just too safe. I, I think that's the the issue here. Just go I think wild.
1: They, Just aftermath is like five fables and <laughs> yeah,
2: like 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 four shoulders. Surely this will work. <laughs> Honestly, they like if they what these sh- these sets should have been like going into it is knowing that a black is dominant, right? Red is dominant. These micro sets, you should have been at least boosting the power of every other color.
0: It is awkward that probably the most exciting card from it is Obnixilis, and that's another rectos card. So, like, that's probably, <laughs> yeah, that's the card people are most hyped about, but it just goes into the same decks everyone hates. What about, like, an all-reprint micro set? I keep thinking maybe there's, like, a way to use this to, like, kind of get core sets back into standard, and then you can, like hopefully because they're reprints maybe you can do it faster than if you're designing new cards but what about like a a summer micro set that's just reprints but standard legal almost like a mini core set where you can dump these cards in there and then you're getting more reprints that are probably needed for commander or whatever so wizards will like that plus maybe that'll sh- like if you want to support soldiers you don't necessarily have to design a new soldier lord you can reprint one of the old soldier lo- you can reprint circle of loyalty put that back in standard to support soldier like isn't something like that a uh, a possible pathway forward? Or no? Would that would that still not satisfy it, Richard, if it was reprints? Would, would that, that, make would it that better? excite
1: you, though? Because, okay, if, if you're looking at old cards, they need to be expensive so that Wizards has, like, a chase, you know, chase cards in the in the set. And what are those going to be? It's going to be commander cards. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they're, gonna be, like, if, they're not going to be, like, whatever you need to fix standard, most likely. They're going to be... I guess you could put like expensive modern cards into standard, but then that, that's weird. Like why? Like you, you would just power creep standard, right? It would it would just actually be like, I don't I don't know. It's expensive command like, Zendikar Resurgent or something, right? If that was like a twenty dollar card, right? you're like, what are you gonna do with this, right? So, the problem is you will not be excited to buy an all reprint set that's like, not, no 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 special like mythics or anything like that, right? So.
2: And, Is that better than what we have now, though? Like, I mean, like the what the car that well, everybody somebody's excited, excited for on Nixilis. Like, Who's excited
1: for <laughs> reprinting like
0: Doomblade Blade into standard? Uh, <laughs> Grim, yo, I'd be but, excited about I, that.
2: <laughs>
0: I really wish they had went a little harder with aftermath, though, because I think like. It could have helped with their announcement that has been generally disliked about making Standard last longer, no rotation this year. Like, if Aftermath really did come up and shake up the meta and had a bunch of cards that were like, wow, like, this actually is competing maybe that would be something that people would look at like that announcement more positively but because this set kind of isn't doing anything and even march of the machines isn't really doing much of anything i think that makes that announcement even more even more troubling so i guess last question on aftermath do you think we'll see another one of these or do you think wizards with the negative feedback with the prices dropping to cost and lgs is not being hyped about it do you think this is the one and only micro set because they're gonna the message they're gonna get is this isn't working
2: I, you know, I wouldn't. I, I hope not. I hope that this isn't the last one. I want to see a few more of these play out before you know. Because like this is only one, right? So I want to see what the other micro sets are like, and if those are also bad after like three or four sets, then sure.
1: I feel they'll just enlarge the next micro set, and what will end up is with a is a block. <laughs> and then we'll end up with like four standard sets a year because, like, why not? Like, it's it's a it's another commander product that you can print stuff in, right? So, like, why why keep it small? Just make it a full size set. Like, what's hmm. what's the restraint here? I, I don't know. I mean, so I, I, I I feel they're gonna go back to blocks, <laughs> like from this. They're, they're gonna try. They just like why not try blocks, right? The last time standard. It was hype, we had blocks, so maybe yeah. that like blocks yeah. is the key, right? So we'll go back to blocks, we'll go big set, little set, whatever. Because what was it like big, big, small, or big, small, small, whatever it was? Yeah. So it was like big, 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 small, usually, big, big, small, big, big, right? big, big yeah. small, right? The third one is a micro set, right? Essentially,
0: so yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, think we might be headed back that's feedback that a lot of people have given too, is people really miss blocks in a lot of ways. I don't know, like, I think there's costs and benefits to blocks. Like the upside is you do get that, uh, you know, inter-set synergy that has been lacking in standard. Although I think you also get some flexibility with the one-set thing. Like I fully believe if Wizards had to commit to three sets of Kamigawa, they would not have returned to Kamigawa. They made it pretty clear they were like pretty nervous that Kamigawa would be a flop. Uh, So if they had to commit to an entire year of it, I don't think we would have gotten a return to Kamigawa. And that's like probably the best set they've printed in the last several years. Like Kamigawa is beloved. So I think there is some upside to like the flexibility of it too. But I don't know, I would like to see. I would like to see blocks return at least sometimes. I think some of the recent sets that we've had could have really benefited from blocks. Like March of the Machines, I think really could have benefited from being a block and being able to tell that story more fully. But anyway, as far as standard itself, we do have some changes. Well, sort of. There is a change in standard, which is it's still Rakdos everywhere. That's still the the deck in the meta. However, the standard challenges this weekend, there has been a challenger to the Rakdos throne which is uh ramp piles people have uh, woken up to the fact that Topiary Stomper into Invasion of Zendikar actually like kind of absurd and it lets you cast Atalis and Atroxas on like turn four turn five which is really really good in standard so this deck actually the most recent standard challenge the top four places were five color Naya ramp like Naya base splashing for Atroxa essentially Does this make standard better? I've been playing against this deck a ton on the ladder, and the deck seems really, really good. And I think people are just trying to go over the top of Rakdos essentially. But is a two deck meta of Ramp into Atroxon turn four versus Fable into Invoke on turn four better than a one deck meta of just Fable into Invoke?
2: Yeah, I mean, what, what, like, why? You know, that's a good thing, right? Like, there's a new deck, and it and it's pushing. You know, to beat Rakdos. So yeah, I'd rather have a two deck format than a one deck format always, right? Um, but yeah, like this, this deck, I've seen a lot of it on the ladder as well. Uh, it's pretty sweet, you know, like for whatever, for what it is. Um, I, I see what it's trying to do. And yeah, like it, it's, it is going over Rakdos. Uh, and, uh, yeah, like I don't know. I mean, I personally think this deck is like okay. It's sweet because it's pu- it's
0: challenging Rakdos, but it as a, a deck is just kind of boring. But oh my god, I yeah, do, I, I actually dislike playing against the deck almost as much as Rakdos. Like I'm already getting a little sick of Italian and Atroxa. just like that that play pattern is actually. It was fun at first. I really I thought Italian was like the most fun card to resolve in Standard for the first week of Standard, and now I'm already. Getting... <laughs> hey, bear. Shh. And now I'm already at the point where I'm just... I'm so tired of seeing a tally spin. It's, what do you think, Richard? It's Regen?
1: basically Tron. There. It's basically Tron. You're like, yes. You know, it's it's good to have two decks in the meta, but, like, who wants to play against Atroxa and a tally at the same time? And it's, it's, it's like, that's your Karnanugan right there, right? Like, you don't and, want to see this. Like, really?
0: And this, it already has me, again, dreading, like, the three-year thing. Because it's like... That's just so long. Like it's hard for me to imagine atrox and Natalie being bad. And it's also hard for me to imagine, even if like I'm not saying they need to be banned or anything, but I'm hard it's having a hard time imagining that two years from now I'm going to be like, oh, good. It's an Natalie deck again that I've seen for the last for the last two years. So that that has me a little bit nervous about uh about these changes as well. So, uh, what we're do you th- one step closer, Seth. We just need an
1: aggro push, and then we can play rock, paper, scissors, right? Because it's basically all mid-range fast. And then people are like, wait a minute, I can go super greedy and then ramp into a Trax and a Tally to punish the mid-range decks, which is cool. That, that's that's how it should work. But you should be able to play a control deck to, to fix this, or a an aggro deck to rock, paper, scissors it out. And apparently aggro decks aren't strong enough to get through the Archangel of Wraths and Atraxes, but you know maybe just a couple more aggressive cards and then we can punish these like super greedy decks that like kind of do nothing uh, does and then and then you have a good meta
0: do you think krim you're the you're the control player like does the rise of this ramp deck make control better because just looking at the deck list i'm like boy if you just like disdainful stroke the tallies and atroxes you're probably in pretty good shape against that deck like is that a is if that deck becomes legit like second best deck in the format does that actually make control potentially a legit part of the meta
2: i mean i've been cruising with control on the ladder so uh like this deck is very much so a favored matchup for control uh, I, I, but the best part is I don't even counter any of their spells.
0: Like <laughs> none them of them resolve? matter.
2: Yeah. <laughs> really? Like, cause none of them. Yeah. Like, so like at most it's a Tali because they might hit one of my few win conditions, but if all I play are answers and then, then like
0: none of this stuff matters. <laughs> so you're just going to uh, wrap the, the board and kill everything yeah. and it'll work out. Yeah, the end. I have, I
2: have void wrens and the only <laughs> thing that I care about is Mirex, Right. Yeah, like no, like legitimately the void Rens have been huge though. They they pick off every every single like ward effect creature, right? And these cards like oftentimes I just play against this deck and I just let them do whatever the heck they're doing and then I play Jace and then I mill them out. I usually <laughs> like that they play Atroxa because they they're drawing a silly amount of cards.
0: Yeah, that's like a mill six almost. They're just going the cards I, are just I'm,
2: going into their hand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even joking, like I just let them do it, and then I'm just like, alright, cool. I kill your Troxa, you play another Troxa, okay, you got it. <laughs> like <laughs> And then I just mill them. The amount of games I've just won on stream, just milling every opponent out on these decks is absurd.
1: There's not there's even one joking. Stone
0: brain away
1: from like not having a deck as well. Uh
0: I've been yes. I've been playing some stone raids in my sideboard and it can work. It can work. Although one stone brain is not always enough. Like, it, it puts you in a tough position. Like, do I go for a tally? Do I go for a Troxa? And you're trying to do, like, the guessing game. And uh, But it can be an effective strategy. And if they ever, like, coalesce around just having one big ramp target, then I think that becomes an even more legitimate strategy and standard. So... Is there anything else as far as standard that you think could rise up Krim just like from having played a lot in the post aftermath world or are we pretty much like where we're at until the next set release do you think like is there any chance over the summer like we miss something that's going to rise up in dethrone Rakdos slash ramp. Other other than Voidrand, you know I know Voidrand. Oh whoa well, whoa, well. <laughs> yo! what Vo- you see, you see, if you look at those these ramp lists, they
2: play four Tyrannex X Rex. Void know, doesn't does care Rex, about yeah. wa- wa- you know it doesn't care about Ward Four.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
2: Uh, legitimately though, no. Like uh, maybe maybe control playing like control and like whatnot may get a boost, mm-hmm. but uh, I think it's like that and like soldiers is like pretty
0: sweet but bad against Rakdos but like sweet against they posted the numbers from the pro tour oh my god soldiers like did so well against everything except Rakdos but I if I remember right the like that matchup they won like 16 percent of the time or something they just literally are like drawing dead to the Rakdos matchup so yeah if soldiers could find a way to even get like 40% 40% against Rakdos, they might have a shot. Like if you can beat everything else convincingly, but boy, that's that one matchup is really keeping soldiers keeping soldiers down at this point. So yeah, it'll let, be let, yeah. let me rep the Jun players for you. Seth. Mid-range always finds a way.
1: <laughs> like if the meta <laughs> game was all ramp, we can fight that. Like we can adjust <laughs> our decks to do that. If the if the meta was all soldiers or whatever with their secret tech, you can adjust for that. So until you gut like the the actual core of Rakdos, like you can just move your flex slots around to go slightly more aggro, slightly more controlling, and, and deal with this. So
0: well, that is you need
1: to gut the core of this deck.
0: Well, that is actually a perfect segue. Uh, speaking of gutting the core of Rakdos, tomorrow, I believe, Wizards is doing a stream where they're going to talk about their ban philosophy for standards. So there's been a lot of discussion since the announcement that we're going to three-year standard rather than two-year standard about whether this means more bannings what could be banned how we're gonna actually handle bannings wizards has said so far like we're figuring it out we're we're still working on our philosophy figuring out what our philosophy is we don't know we're gonna do a stream and talk more about it which i believe is tomorrow during the weekly mtg stream so i guess my questions for y'all are twofold one is well i guess three one is how absurd is it that they don't have a plan for mannings when they announce this huge change like that's number one like that's that's like kind of mind-blowing did they just come up with this standard rotation thing like i feel like aaron force like woke up after saturday on the pro tour and was like you know what let's change standard rotation and they just like tweeted about it and wrote an article like so one why didn't they already have a plan two what do you think their plan is going to be and three what would you do? Like, if you were in charge of the band philosophy of standard in this new world of three years standard, how would you handle it? So, uh, first off, uh, question one, why didn't they have a plan? Is, am I missing something, or is that not ridiculous? <clears throat> that, that's Wizards fashion.
1: You just <laughs> respond to online backlash quickly without any plan. <laughs> like, we like, like, can't take them seriously. We're, we're fixing organized, we're fixing standard. What's your plan? Oh, I don't know, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll get some feedback from Twitch chat. We'll put up a Twitter poll and we'll we'll just, you know, we'll adjust as we go along, you know? That's that's how we run our billion dollar IP, you know? That's, that's like just, how
0: it's, I make an against the odds episode. That's not how you should run a billion dollar company. That, that, you're discrediting yourself, Seth. You have way more organization than that. <laughs> uh, okay, so so yeah, I mean, not having a plan. Kind of kind of ridiculous. Secondly, uh, what do you think their plan's going to be? Like, does this change mean more bannings? There's been a lot of speculation that it does. Although I've also seen some people say, I think Patrick Sullivan said, like, I don't think it necessarily has to mean more bannings. Like, it, and that doesn't necessarily have to be true. What do you think the end result of this is? What is Wizards' plan going to be with bannings in Standard? I mean...
2: I don't know what their plan is but I hope it's at least aggressive because if you're going like, to push for a 3 year standard the, you, you can't you can't just have like you know these these fables running on for as long as they have right you you got to you got to like actually change up the format as soon as possible don't wait for like four pro tours or whatever and then do it i would say that like legitimately after the first big tournament start immediately looking at it as like, is this a potential ban target?
1: What do you yeah, think, Richard? They they have to ban aggressively. There there's no way we see Fable through, I don't know what it is, 2024, 2025, <laughs> whatever, right? Or there's no way we're seeing last that long. Like they they Children's have to ban. A problem. They're they're all a problem, right? Each each and uh. every one of them is a problem. Like they all stack up. The like the problem with the deck is they all stack together, right? If You you wasted all your removal on the Fable and on, you know, whatever threats, and then Shoulder comes down, you're out of removal, you can't dig for it, you die. Um, but they got a ban. Like, there's no way. Like, I'm surprised they haven't banned Fable already. I thought Fable was yeah. getting the axe already. So I, I think tomorrow during the stream, their, their philosophy is like, here's our philosophy, Fable, get out of here. <laughs> right? Maybe, like, Shoulder, get out of here. Maybe they hit the that? good cards like Blood Tide Harvester. I don't know. Like maybe they they actually so Wizards always goes after the fancy stuff and they never go after kind of the the meat and potatoes of the deck. So like nah. they, they they tried so long to not ban Expressive Iteration, um, <laughs> you know stuff like that, right? So you know maybe it's actually Blood Tide Harvester that's the problem here. Maybe they gotta hit that stuff, right? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they gotta. There's no way, right? If 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 I told you Seth that. Fable will be in the format for the next two years. Would you be excited to play any upcoming set? No, of,
0: of course not. Like, like I, there's I, no way, I'm, right? I, I was already, like, trying to figure out what I was going to play over the summer as I waited for rotation. And now the thought that <laughs> that's going to be going on for a whole nother year is, like, horrifying. So, yeah, I think that is a, an issue. Like, I think Fable, at a minimum, it has to go in the near future. Maybe they announce it tomorrow. I think long-term, what do you guys think about some sort of banning watch list. I know this is something we've talked about in the forest. So like the balancing act with bannings is wizards also said they want cards to maintain value more. So aggressive bannings like work against that. If they're trying to keep cards legal for longer, you're just going to ban everything anyway. Like you're not really meeting that goal. What about, what about some sort of banning watch list? What if we go back to like every couple of months or every Spending. set release, we have a BNR, and in between we have a we have a watch list. So people can get an idea like as they're making their purchases of magic cards, they can think like okay, like Sheoldred's pretty high on this list. There is some chance it's going to get banned. As I'm thinking about whether or not I'm going to spend $80 a copy to get Sheoldred's, I can have that information and make like an informed decision. Do you think that would be something that could soften the blow if we do need more bannings in this new world not really no
1: (laughs) marvel snap does this they're like oh we're we're aware that these cards cause unfun play patterns you're like okay cool so what (laughs) so like i I, like if i if i want to be competitive i got to play them right now
0: right because they're
1: like super good and you may or may not ban. like what am i gonna do like this this information is useless to me kind of like suspended on arena where they suspend cards and i don't know they ever bring something back maybe one or two cards but it was effectively banned but did you get any information knowing that it was suspended instead of banned like no right it's just considered banned so they they can say whatever's on the watch list which i can get for you right i'll just go to the goldfish metagame page get the top 10 most played cards and those are all on the watch list and then (laughs) and then what like what are you gonna do with this information you're just not gonna play any of the top tier cards in standard hoping you know that they they do or do not get banned like no right you're just gonna go along your merry way and and that's it so i don't think it adds any information like the same reason the rc gives for like not putting things on the watch list like it doesn't really
0: it doesn't actually actionable do anything yeah i mean i guess that I guess that makes sense. What do you think? This is something that's we've talked about in the past, I think, and it's come up in some fishmail questions. I've had a ton of people ask about it on stream. What do you think about restrictions in standard? Is there any way that's how you soften the blow? Like, what if instead of banning Fable, you restrict it to one copy? In theory, that lets Wizards be much more aggressive because they're not actually, like... Making you not play all your copies, just most of them, I guess. Like, so it's supposed to soften the blow and let them ban more aggressively, but not make players as upset. Is there any any merit to trying that in this new three-year standard?
2: I'd be down to try it. Yu-Gi-Oh! does it. They restrict to, like, hey, you can only have one of this in your deck. And I won't lie, some of those cards were still broken at one. But yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, the, uh, the idea of a restriction is actually pretty nifty and i'd like to try that out in in like standard i don't think we often have restricted cards in standard
0: we don't period like they did it in the distant the very first years of magic they restricted cards but there was only like one format then but since the birth of actual multiple formats they only vintage has ever done restrictions what do you think Richard? wizards
1: historically doesn't like restricted they'd rather ban cards but since vintage is like the last place you can play cards. <laughs> they they give you the restricted nod, right? But I don't know. Like, I think it just complicates things. And you will have, like, weird Yorian piles where you just, like, churn through your deck to get to your one restricted card and then play your restricted mm-hmm. card and, like, pop off. Um, They could just... Like, meme it all out, like all cards are restricted, and then give you a card in the command zone that you can Ooh. cast. And <laughs> we cast has for been two successful. additional mana every time they die. Like, <laughs> oh no. I
0: don't know. Oh like, really no.
1: what is that? Does that fix it? Or maybe legendaries. You can only have one of each legendary in your deck. You can't have four legendaries, and they can lock. Like, would your Atraxa ramp deck be good with only one Atraxa? I don't
0: That's know. That's actually. Maybe. It's kind like of flavorful. interesting. Right? Yeah. It, that was one of the old school legend rules too. Like one of the first, because right. that is flavorful. You can only play one in your deck because it's legendary. I wonder if that would help if we're going to keep printing so many legends. I wonder, I, I mean, I guess the other side is... Oh boy, but, it's wait, really frustrating if, when they draw the one of. Like, when, when you know there's only one fable <laughs> and they drop it on turn three and you lose to it. Oh, that's so, that, like, the one of Ragamon keeps getting me on yeah.
1: turn one. The shuffler must be
2: rigged.
1: Every the, time. The
2: idea that they do one legend per deck is going to be hilarious because it doesn't stop rectus that much. It mostly just <laughs> shuts off Esper Legends, which doesn't need a nerfing, right?
0: So, you randomly just dumpster Esper Legends. Esper Legends would be an I, I, actual I, commander deck, then, basically, without the commander.
2: I
1: actually really like the one legend. Like, ignore gameplay before deck building or, like, collection building. I think it's actually pretty exciting. Like, You know when you play Hearthstone and you open one Legend, you're like, that's it. I can put it in my deck and I'm good to go. Whereas with Magic, you're like, oh, I got to open three more copies before this becomes a useful card in my deck. So that that one-off restriction allows you to play anything you open. Kind of like Commander, right? You open one, you're like, good. Good
0: for my Commander deck. And we've seen this play it on Arena with Historic Brawl. Historic Brawl has really been growing. And that's something a lot of people have told me. Like, it's it's cheaper. I only need one copy of everything. I don't have to. I can open a card and just play with it. So maybe that would be something worth exploring. I will say, restrictions long-term, I'm a little bit man, on. But I do think it would help right now. Like, if right now, with the problem cards being just, like, good mid-range cards i think decks with one fable one blood tithe harvester that would probably be fine <laughs> i think like where it falls apart is if splinter twins the best deck and you're still like just tutoring up your splinter twin and comboing off like then then it doesn't really do much but i do think it would power down the current like just mid-range i'm not you know shook by one copy of invoke despair in your deck like <laughs> if you draw i, I, I bet you ractos
1: would be a pretty good deck still if, <laughs> if you if you singleton the deck i think there's enough good ractos decks um, <laughs> Raktos mid-range cards. It's like the Yorian pie, right? Like, how are you going to build such a big deck? Like, you got to water down your deck with garbage. Like, (laughs) surprise, I don't. It's still a really good deck. So I I wouldn't be shocked if Raktos was actually... uh, You should do against the odds, Seth. Play Raktos Singleton. Rakdos I, I, Singleton in standard and you'll probably still face.
0: <laughs> I was actually thinking of playing just like actual standard Rakdos like in Pioneer and then Modern and Legacy just going back further and further through a league and seeing like how good it actually was. I think I could take literal just out of the box standard Rakdos and I think that deck could five zero Pioneer. I don't know about Modern. Modern is where it gets a little bit, like, I think you could win some games in Modern. I don't know if you'd 5-0 with it. And then Legacy, it probably all falls apart. Actually, no, maybe Legacy, it's fine, because Legacy's not built to just, like, handle random creatures Um, like that. (laughs) It's, like, so focused on these specific threats that maybe Graveyard Trespasser and a Deshieldred is just, like, GG against some (laughs) Legacy decks. If you could
1: build a sideboard, I think you would do very well. Well, Pioneer's... Pioneer's a steamroll because I've actually played Pioneer Rakdos. So it's yep. literally the same deck. Uh, yeah, you get like greater removal. If you build your sideboard, then you're basically playing Jund. Okay, yeah, So you have, like, at least a 40% chance of winning
0: here, so You can do it. It's see, possible. People are still 5-0 with it. That's the problem. Maybe it's not against the odds enough. Maybe standard yeah, Rakdos is too good in modern. I should be playing it for Munchabrew or something, yeah. Uh, okay, one, one more standard topic, which this is something I've been really pondering, and I wanted your feedback on to see if maybe I'm off base, but I've been trying to figure out, like, what does standard really need? What's the actual problem that's keeping paper standard from being successful? And the thing I keep coming back to, and I think I actually first saw a prof tweet something about this, uh, from Tim community college, but the idea that the big issue is the lack of grand prize or something similar. And the more I've been thinking about this, the more I've become convinced that that actually is like, the biggest problem. Cause I think about it in like the peak of standard was probably like 2013 to 2018. That's when the format was really thriving. There were huge events, ton of people were playing. It was a, it was a big deal. That was one of the most important paper formats or the most important paper format. And then grand prix went away. And I feel like that, just took away people's reason to build paper standard decks like what is the reason to build a standard deck i think for a lot of people it's like i can build this deck i can go to a gp maybe i win a few matches in a row i end up on coverage i get to go back home and like flex on my friends at the lgs because i like got on camera playing my deck like i feel like that was why people built standard decks or a big part of it and then that just went away so do you think that do you think they should bring back gps and do you think that that's like one of the big reasons why paper standard has been struggling or is this whole theory off base and it doesn't actually matter?
2: I think that why standard is struggling is not because of that. I think it's because mostly like everything now that you want to do standard is that's all arena is right. Arena is standard and explorer, maybe like pioneer light, whatever you want to call it. Right. So those are the formats like right now, why would I go out and play standard when I can stay at home and play standard? Why would I do any of that? Right. So, my, I, I think the reason why standard is struggling is mostly just because, A, why would you, why would you invest the time when you can just stay at home and do it?
1: Yeah. I, oh. I, I agree with Seth only if the demographic of magic was younger. Um, so if, if, if they got like the new blood in, which would be, I don't know, teenagers, <laughs> like early 20s, people with like ample free time to go get sweaty and like you know take that weekend road trip go to the grand prix grind play like actual play test like i mean like seriously testing matchups and stuff and not just like playing five games on arena to do your dailies and logging off right like like actual like sweaty gameplay like that is the avenue but i feel wizards hasn't gotten new players and it's just us same old players getting older and older. So we're getting more and more casual and we end up on Commander, right? We're like, I don't have time to like learn matchups and sideboarding, right? I'm just going to play my Commander deck, blame RNG and go home, right? Like that's, so I, I don't know. I feel you need that younger generation of gamers that like can actually sink like 80 hours a week into playing Magic. And like, currently the <sighs> only people that do that now are content creators. Cause it's, it's your job. or
0: right? Or if, someone's doing it they're probably doing it on arena like if you do want to dedicate 80 hours a week maybe like crim said it's it's easier just to grind 80 hours a week and try to get top 1200 and do that rather than be like traveling and so maybe that's yeah i mean maybe that's true i saw this i don't know if you saw this reddit post from a few days ago it made me it made me think of this situation there was someone that was talking about going they were a newish player they went to play standard at their lgs at like a f type event and they played against uh mono blue which no one enjoys playing <laughs> against mono blue but uh <laughs> they they played against mono blue someone stuck a dalver countered their first like two or three things and then they just scooped the entire match like on turn four of game one because there was a commander game starting and they're like i don't want to deal with this guy countering all my spells so i'm just going to scoop and go like do this casual commander game and the lgs like the play, person playing against them apparently got upset because they wanted to actually play the match and the owner of the LGS actually talked to them and was like, you can't do that if you do it again. I'm going to have to ban you, potentially. So it made me wonder, like, are we just... Maybe everyone's just getting casual. Like, maybe most of the community, like, given that choice of, like, playing a game of Standard that you may or may not be enjoying, maybe most of us would rather just scoop and play the casual Commander game now. And maybe that's the problem. Like, is that why Standard's dying? Is, like, we just... <laughs> there's not enough sweaty grinders anymore and everyone would rather like just play a casual game of commander yes yeah that's yeah yeah it's a
1: generational like i i I was was actually thinking about this so most games nowadays are team-based games for the social aspect but also for the not taking responsibility for your losses (laughs) Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> like, 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 what, what's the common thread across all these like multiplayer games? It's like, oh, my teammates suck. How do I get better teammates? Like, what's what's wrong with the matchmaking? And Why it's just, am like, I in bronze? <laughs> yeah. Like everyone's super casual, and there's no like, like you know, like StarCraft, Street Fighter, those like one v one games where the better player always wins. Like they're not that popular. They're they're considered like too sweaty, too try hard, and it's better to just go to battle royale. You know, test your luck and, you know, blame teammates and whatever in league or counter strike or whatever, you know. So I think it's just like a that's where games have gone. Like we're just more casual, more social, more, you know, banter, more blaming other people and not feeling bad about yourself. Like I don't know, I think that's that's kinda of where we're at with gaming.
0: So maybe it doesn't matter what Wizards does. Like the world has just changed, and it's changed in a way that would make sweaty one v one test the matchup, grind it out standard, just not not popular. No matter what they did at this point, I guess that could be possible.
1: You, you gotta, I don't know. Chess is still alive. That's <laughs> chess yeah, <is> like <laughs> the sweatiest game of them all. But even now, y you, you play speed chess, right? So maybe you gotta have like the the the, the proper chess, and then the new age chess or whatever. Same with magic, like one v one, no, like like team based magic that like you can finish games in like five minutes on the toilet. Like what would that be? Like commanders yeah. also not too casual. Commanders like a whole night, right? It's, like you you can't like jump in and out of commander games. You gotta find three other people and then you gotta like dedicate essentially like at least like an hour or two. Um, so yeah. it could get even more popular if you could go faster. right if if you could somehow do this faster
0: yeah if you could do commander games in a half hour or something because it is a commitment like that is you really got to settle in a lot of times to do a commander game yeah i don't know how i don't know what that would look like hmm you know what I want to play? So I
1: want to play commander Just chess, by mail. Chess clock. You know people
0: play chess by mail <laughs> yeah. where they, like, write
1: their move, like, mail it off, and, like, three weeks later they come back with another move. Yes. <laughs> do you pay See, the one? Mail it you... off. Wait. <laughs>
2: no. So you want to play mental magic? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Because you're busy, you don't have time for this, right? But you know, in between your work break, you're like, okay, I pay the one, yes, send, (laughs) and then you go off. That would be five years playing Game of Commander.
0: (laughs) Oh, that would that would be interesting for sure. So a stack interaction on that alone. Oh God! So that that, uh,
2: You
1: yeah. Mail a, people Do you counter? Does my spell resolve? You mail the first person, then mail the
0: second person. Now it's your priority. Do, does the spell resolve? Someone, someone's gonna just mail thinking because <laughs> they need yeah. more time to make their decision. Yeah, <laughs> get another letter in the future. Because five years, five years is a bit ambitious. If you think
2: it's only gonna take five years to resolve just, them.
1: <laughs> If you can finish the game in three years, your cards won't rotate. so you, your cards will be good.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. you're right. <sighs> All right. any any other thoughts on standard before we uh, answer a couple fish mail questions today? Which actually might be about standard now that I'm reading the fish mail questions. So hopefully you do have more thoughts about standard. Uh, all right, let's let's fish mail it. I think this question's kind of interesting. We hit it on it a little bit. Um, Richard, before we get into it, if people want to send in fish mail for next week, how do they go about that?
1: All right. Send them to
0: @mggoldfish with the hashtag #mgfishmail, and Seth will read them
1: because I can't log into <laughs> my Twitter account.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, fishmail number one from Holy Schmidt six six six, with the current topic of standard rotation not happening and wizards having to ban cards. Which card for each color in standard? would you pick to be banned? So we've talked about bannings. I think the color part is the most intriguing part of this because most of the discussion has been focused on Rakdos in specific, but what if you had to ban a card of each color? Like what would those cards be from the non-Rakdos color? So for Rakdos, or for red, is everyone in agreement it's Fable, the Mirror Breaker, I assume, is there even any, any discussion? What about black? Well, if you had to ban a black card, what would it? What would it be? Shieldred invoke. Shieldred Should, invoke. Those are the I only contenders, right? I kind of feel like invoke. Fable trespasser. <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh, no, no, not that card. Not that card. <laughs> invoke might not uh-huh. be as bad without fable. I feel like if you ban fable, invoke is maybe okay. the The turn five fable is a lot fairer than the turn four fable uh, on the play off of fable, or the turn four invoke is a lot fairer than the turn five invoke off of a fable. Well, I'm butchering that sentence in many ways. You know what I'm saying? I <laughs> turn slower matters here. <laughs> I would probably ban Shieldred, though. I think if I had to ban one Blackguard. I I guess.
2: Sure. Just by, like, uh, like not because power level, but maybe because of play percentage it is, i guess it
0: is obnoxious and it's in a huge percentage of dags i still think like it's a creature that dies to removal yeah like it, I, it, I don't think Shilded's red can't bad. remove Shieldred easily <laughs> yeah no that's that is also <laughs> it, it invalidates aggro
1: like aggro needs to remove it on the spot so i i take over invoke
0: i wonder if shielded was gone do you think would that be enough to make like, like a question
2: Question. When you say Shealdred, you do mean four mana Shealdred, right? Just yes. Pocket. Yes. Okay. Yes. The, the good one.
0: <laughs> not, not just she-aldred. Okay. I've, okay. <laughs> I've seen some people play the sacrifice one. It's it's not very good, though. <laughs> I always it breathe a sigh cool. of relief that it's that Shealdred and not the four mana <laughs> one. <laughs> okay, we did the easy colors. What about the hard colors? Uh, white. Richard, you're the white master. What white card would you. Wanderer. It's in like Ooh. every
1: stupid deck and it does the same thing and i don't know if it's too strong but it's everywhere
0: i could see an argument for wedding announcement being that might I, be my i would probably go with wandering emperor ooh, too but i think wedding announcement might be close behind for me
1: what about ambitious farmhand yeah get out of ambitious here. farmhand is so good you do know that holds the whole deck together
0: it really is <laughs> what uh, what about you Krim? what white card would you ban
2: See, I I would probably just again if we're if we're banning like shealdred right for just for because I don't view it as a, a threat. I view it as just percentage of play. By that, I guess the wandering emperor, right? Yeah, because it, like I don't think wandering emperor is bad though. I don't even I don't even think wedding announcements bad. So I guess all of these cards I, of all of them, I, I choose the wandering emperor.
0: So, just so it's clear, like this is. I don't think any of us are actually arguing for like white and blue and whatever cards to be banned. It's more of a thought experiment than an actual yeah. <laughs> call for a banning. But if we did have to ban one of each color, what would it be? What about blue? Blue might be the hardest one because I. Blue is not. Blue and green are so bad in standard. The idea that you would have to ban anything from them is kind of mind boggling. What, I, you what, you know blue what card I, would go? I'm pretty
2: sure just by. The sake
0: of like how, how,
2: like that story that you told me about someone that went to an LGS, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's Hottie Jin.
1: Hottie oh. Jin, <laughs> no, make disappear <laughs> it's like A whole deck, uh, make disappears. You can play around it,
2: kind of. Yeah, you can. I, I guess, I just don't know what's like. like if you look at blue, right, <laughs> Blue's like there's tough. Blue is a splash and it's usually yeah. for make disappear, right? Yeah. So well,
1: it it has Rafine, so Rafine's probably the best. But that's
2: a gold card. card. Yeah, it's a gold no, card. No, no,
1: no. You have Corpse Appraiser, you have Crims Void Rend. <laughs>
2: yeah, well you would if we were talking gold, it would be Atroxa, right? That's true.
0: Yeah. So, if, you, if you avoid gold it's Really tricky because there's
1: just. Not but I mean, a lot of really blue, good blue, blue cards, cards. like model blue cards are played aside from like Jinn and you know what are you gonna do like the phase out M- cards make, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. like, make oh, disappear,
2: right? make disappear. That's that's the card, right? That's but then we although
1: counter spell at all in, in, <laughs> in standard.
2: Oh, look! Look! We're not talking about whether or not it makes sense. We're just like choosing by by play percentage, right? And I and I would say then it's got to be
0: make disappear. Okay. What What about green, which is maybe oh, even harder Lord. than blue because <laughs> like look through the most played cards, and you are not going to see many mono green cards. Easy. Venerated rot priest. Oh, actually, that for the sake of best of one, and just how annoying that deck can be when it like gets its nut draw. I yeah. I could get behind that. Like if we had to ban a green card, or like I don't know, maybe one of the ramp pieces, Topiary the, Stomper or something. Oh Shut yeah, you're right. Ramp, Actually, Topiary Stomper
2: is is definitely more of a a, a bannable target. Yeah, okay, but, that makes
0: sense. Not that, so not if, that if either one of those need banning. If Wizards did this, would you be happy
1: about it? Like just they just ban random cards to shake up the meta that like don't seem
0: overly oppressive or anything like that like would you be okay with that me personally yes sure yeah. <laughs> as a content creator who wants standard to be fresh and i play so many games of standard for me yeah it'd be great do i think it would be something that most people would want probably not like I, I think that it really appeals to that certain super hardcore like play a ton of matches crowd but i think more casual players probably don't want random cards being banned. Helter Skelter for no reason. What do you think, Richard? Like, do you think it'd be good?
1: I, I think it's annoying. I, I quit Snap because of I told you, right? Like, I, I don't like how just, like, random cards change for no reason. Just for shaking up the meta, even though, like, they don't really need to be. Um Because, like, you build so much muscle memory. Uh, and uh it's, it's annoying for it to change for no reason. And then also if you bought a perfectly safe card, like let's say you were on the hottie gin deck or whatever, right? And they just like nicked it for no reason, just to be fair to hit a blue card. You're like, what the <laughs> heck, right? My deck was tier three and it's gone. Yeah. Right. Or like, so I don't know. I-, I-, I feel, I feel it's an emergency stop button, but when you keep using the emergency stop button, <laughs> like every time it-, it gets awkward. So we'll see what wizards does with it, but I, I personally don't like it. Although, I don't know maybe it's fine like I, I also don't like three years of fable so no. maybe this is the the lesser of the two evils just just banned really Nils- like what if what if they did like it's like a it's like an mmo or something right they they banned the top two uh the, the top two worst cards so let's say fable and children and then rng like three cards from the top <laughs> 10 afterwards <laughs> <laughs> and the- the design team just have this big wheel, and they just spin it. And they're like, "All right, well, that's it." They, you know, you they just your primary targets, and then the the, the the extra targets are chosen at random, just like true commander fashion. And then that that's that's how it's done. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe just have hard.
0: the arena auto tap algorithm do it. That that can figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> the perfect tapping of my lands. Yeah. All right, with well, this one more one more fishmail. This is something I have literally never thought of before, which is why I want to ask it. It's from Ron Bulkowski. Uh, It says, I don't love Commander due to the Commander always being available and it can't be permanently removed. Thoughts of Commander should be more like pre-nerf companions where you get one free access to your Commander from the Command Zone, but that's it. Basically, Ron doesn't like Commander because the Commander keeps coming back. Could that be a problem? I've always considered that like a feature of the format. So this question's interesting to me because I don't know if I've ever heard anyone actually have that complaint before. Like is is there a downside to the commander always coming back from the command zone? I mean, that's just commander, right? Like it, it's like, you
2: know, like you, then the problem lies with just commander and maybe something that would be would make that experience better would be like Gladiator, right? Like, because that way you don't have to deal with the whole commander over and over and over. But, like, once you change that up, right? Like, isn't isn't that kind of just defeating the purpose of commander?
0: Yeah. I, I don't know if I... I mean, I can see, like... When you're playing against a a particularly miserable commander, having sure. it show up again and again and again, I can see how that could be a frustration. I, I don't know if I've ever enjoyed like a Child of Alara game or like some of some of those commanders <laughs> that just like keep <laughs> wrathing the board. It's like, oh come Richard on, Richard heard now. what you said, <laughs> so I can. <laughs> so I can see how someone could have that feeling with specific commanders, but I think overall, like. It is kind of the heart of the format. Like, I, I don't know if I don't think I'd want to see it change. What do you think, Richard?
1: What if they made like a surgical extraction for commanders or something where you can. Like, like, so they the did. It's called Droneth Magistrate. <laughs> but that's different. That can be removed. Like, what if it was like an instant or something that like plucks something out of the command zone that has more than zero command tax and removes it permanently? Um, and, and they used to have this. It was called the Tuck Rule. It was called yep. like ablation yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And people did not like it because it felt bad to have your whole deck like torn apart like that. But what do you mean
2: you got hindered and that
1: felt bad? Why? I don't know. Like, how do you feel? To, how do you feel when you're a Tron player? And you get your land surgical. Is that is that okay? <laughs> I, I don't know. But
2: I, I'm totally I here for the like tuck, tuck Rule coming
1: back. I'm fine with the Tuck yeah. Rule coming back. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm more totally down with that. What about a higher command tax? What if it was three instead of two? What if it was harder? Something like that could also work potentially. Like you can still recast it, but at least you gotta you gotta work for it a little bit more. Although I don't know if I think the amount of removing it, right? Well, I mean, we have stats though. And if you look at our commander clash stats. People don't usually cast their commander more than twice a game. I think the average is like one point five or something. Last time we looked at it, so yeah. But now we're even less
2: likely to cast it, right? And and then and then when like example, like at that point, then like every free counter magic spell is going in the deck, right? Because it if
0: you play blue, because you mm. really can't afford to lose your commander, right? Yeah, I guess that's true. Maybe it would force people to just protect their commanders more, so they don't lose it. Yeah, I don't know. The current the current system is probably fine for the most part, I would say. Like, in general, I've never thought that to be a, an issue. But appreciate the question, Ron, because I, that's something I'd never thought of before. So definitely interesting. Anyway, I think that's all the fish mail we have time for today. So if you want to send in a question for next week, as Richard mentioned, send it to us on Twitter. Hashtag it. M, uh, or sign it at mtg goldfish hashtag mtg fish mail. and i also believe that brings us to the end of episode 334 of or 434 of the mtg goldfish podcast so richard Grimm, thanks for hanging out thanks to everyone for listening thanks to card conduit for supporting this show and we will be back next week to talk about whatever goes on in the world of magic so until then everyone have a lovely week and this is a crew signing out